0: Alright you guys, I apologize in advance, this is a book podcast, but I'm going to let you guys know right now, with this episode, it's going to be very Hamilton musical heavy.
1: <laughs> let's let's just be real, while the title says Red, White, and Blue, it's really the Hamilton show.
0: Yeah, it's, it's
1: the mm-hmm. Hamilton episode. <laughs>
0: um, so hey guys, I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. And this is
1: Wine and, and Dine. Dine. Uh, Hamilton edition. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) No, no, I really feel like that's honestly what's going to happen. And if our listeners haven't watched the musical yet, um, please go. If if you have Disney Plus, or have a friend that has Disney Plus, or if you can bootleg a Disney Plus. Or if you want to do your one week free
0: trial of Disney Plus just to watch Hamilton and then cancel it afterwards, that's very worth it. Gotta. Modern problems require modern solutions. but Exactly. Uh, yeah. Hamilton dropped July 3rd, um, and so far, let's see, in the first two days, I watched it four times. Uh, (laughs) Shit! That means you watched it once at... I watched Three. it as soon as it dropped at 3 a.m. Uh-huh. I watched it again with you, yes, and then I watched it when I got home, and then I woke up this morning <laughs> and put it back on. I didn't. I didn't completely finish it okay. this morning, um, but yeah, I've watched it four times so far, and I have an addiction.
1: Look, I've been listening, and you're probably gonna watch it again. I, I'm gonna watch it a million other times. Abby's gonna want to watch it with you. Yeah,
0: Abby, I'm watching it uh, the day after her birthday, mm-hmm. so. Um, Oh, I have news for you guys. Oh. Um, I have two new foster siblings. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Is that 100% now? Yeah. No, I mean, we they're foster. We haven't adopted them or anything. We can't do that yet. There's, mm-hmm. like, a waiting period. Mm-hmm. But as you guys know, I've had two foster brothers for the last two years now. Um, as of July 2nd, that was their two-year gotcha day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should have adopted them by now, but thanks to COVID... The courts have closed uh, non-essential cases, so, yeah. But my mom's DCS caseworker contacted mm-hmm. them, and they were like, hey, we have two new kids mm-hmm. that we need permanent placement for. Um, we think you guys would be a really fantastic fit. Would you be willing to take them in? And my, my mom told me that they talked about it for, like, a total of five minutes, and they were like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's happening. Yep. yep, I can't say I can't say names. Obviously, I can't post pictures until adoptions are are legal. But I now have four foster siblings, a stepsister, and a biological brother. So I am now one of seven children.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) Big
0: families. Yeah.
1: Technically, I have a big family. Yeah, you really do. Jeez. Because I have five stepbrothers. Yeah five step brothers and
0: an actual brother yeah, and actually bro
1: i'm still the oldest oh
0: my God. so i'm i'm used to being the baby for 18 years i was the baby of the family it was just you're no longer brother. the baby now and then i was the middle child and now i'm the second oldest out of seven <laughs> i'm the oldest girl yeah. so it's like it's crazy but yeah so um you are an all-american family no so i'm gonna go see um i'm gonna go meet them Finally, um, mm. on Abby's birthday. So the day after mm. Abby's birthday, I will uh, spend it with her and we'll watch Hamilton. So I'll
1: watch, I'll
0: watch it with that. I'll probably watch it with Sierra at some point. Yes. I mean, I'm just, any opportunity I have to watch it again, I'm going to watch it again.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. But yeah. it's so and good. And then
1: hopefully the... Um, be... Uh, His other play will be out by the...
0: Yeah, In the Heights was supposed to be released as a movie.
1: In um, June. In
0: June. And unfortunately, with all of the theaters and stuff being closed, that got put on hiatus.
1: It's not coming out until... January 2021 when I checked and I told you guys
0: see the yeah I was gonna say it's it's that originally it was supposed to be like October and then got pushed back to December and now it's not till January and it breaks my heart because in the heights was uh Lin-Manuel Miranda's first musical that he wrote yes and um it didn't get near as much hype mm-hmm. as Hamilton did. Now, after Hamilton was released, and they were like, "What? He has another musical?" Then everybody was like, "Okay, yeah." I feel like that. I feel like
1: he took a lot of flair from West Side Story. When I was watching the trailer on that, a little I was little like, bit. "I was like, okay, I'm getting some West Side Story vibes, but not yes like, and no. yeah, like, I feel like for that, it was more like, like, dashing. Here, you know, we're just gonna like." dash a little well you have to think that any
0: any story about immigration in america
1: yeah is kind of gonna be
0: west side story-ish but Mm. in the heights is fantastic the music is amazing i gotta say yeah if you like a little bit of hispanic flair to your music (laughs) you are going to love in the heights it's so so good and uh yeah like the funny thing is is like Half of the cast from mm-hmm. In the Heights is also in Hamilton.
1: Ah, um, shoot! Basically I didn't realize that. Any, huh. anyone that
0: looks mildly Hispanic from Got Hamilton, it. like Anthony Ramos, is in In the Heights. So, nice. like, um, it, it's so... Uh, I could go on about Lin-Manuel Miranda forever. I've already been going on about him for five minutes. Congrats. <laughs> you guys think five minutes is bad.
1: <laughs> Alright, so before she goes on her rampage, and I'm talking... <laughs> There was a movie in the '80s um, that anytime you get on one of these like tangential like tangents, yeah, rants, I think of him. And oh god, I'm trying to remember the name of the movie, and it's slipping my mind. And I'm so sorry. We'll have okay. to we'll have to circle back to it. Maybe I'll maybe it'll pop Whenever in. It pops up. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. just gonna
0: shout out a movie later, and we're yeah. just gonna gloss over it. Uh. <laughs>
1: Before we get into
0: the rant though, do you want to do what the actual yes, subject let's, let's, is about? Let's, let's
1: actually give them what they came here for. Oh, you
0: mean they didn't come here for Hamilton?
1: <laughs> I didn't come here for Hamilton.
0: Hey, well, you're getting it anyway.
1: <laughs> I I'm a horrible. See, here I this is how great a friendship we are. Especially when it comes to, like, what we watch. Like, mm-hmm. you were, like, so upset when you found out that I had no idea about Hamilton. Not only has she not watched
0: it yet, in the five years, six years that it's been out, mm-hmm. she didn't, she's never listened to the soundtrack.
1: She didn't know mm. the music, guys. Nope. What? Yep. And, like, we had to sit you down and explain, like, it's not that I live under a rock. It's that she lives under a rock. <laughs> I do not live under a rock. I just don't. Like, in, in my spare time, I'm not going to jump to a musical. I'm going to jump to other things. Yeah. So, especially when I have the house to myself, pretty much, I can watch whatever the heck I want. Do you want to give them a quick update, by the way, I'm on not.
0: on your Marvel universe?
1: Oh, yes. I'm finishing right now. I'm very, very happy. She's almost done with Endgame. Don't you have, like, 40 minutes left in Endgame? No, game, I like don't. A- I have an hour. Okay, this is a so. two-hour movie. Still, so, she I has had an, one hour left until she's done. I was an hour and 50 minutes in when we had to stop me, and, and now I got another hour and 10 minutes left. I like that, yeah. yeah, But she's almost done, guys! I'm almost done, and then after Endgame, all I have to do is watch Spider- Spider-Man Far From Home, and I'm 100% caught up. I'm going to be ready for fall of this year when... um it's like Phase four. Phase 4 starts yep. with the launch of Loki Time Bandit, uh, the new Winter Soldier spinoff, and the Scarlet Witch spinoff that is all going to be on Disney Plus on the Marvel app side. woo yeah. oh, I'm ready. I, know, I am right? so ready. I cannot believe it took three months. But at the same time, it. I mean, well, I literally want... a would, lot of movies to watch. Well, and the thing is, I would watch, like, two to three movies every other week. Yeah. So like when my husband's here, it's all about what he wants on the mm-hmm. TV and and so on and so forth. You know when he's at work on the weekend, the weekends that he works, I'm either podcasting with you or I actually have a weekend to myself. Exactly. And that was the weekend that I was like, okay, I'm gonna get these three out of the way. Bing, bang, boom. She did though. I did. I did it all. Well not all. So, we're, we're proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of myself too. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with myself when all this is over. Probably uh, watch some more anime, read a couple more mangas. Maybe. <laughs> I need to find Back another, to the Norm. I'll have to find another series to uh to well, binge. maybe you
0: can read one of these books that we're about to recommend. Maybe. Maybe. So it's July. Red, white, and blue time. And so that's kind of our theme for our extra episode this month is red, white, and blue books. Mm -hmm. Um, They could be red, white, and blue in color. They could be red, white, and blue in topic. Or they could just be like historical fictions.
1: Um, Anything that represents like the ideals of America. America. Not to be horribly racist. (laughs) (laughs) What? America? What? That's kind of... Never yeah, mind. I, yeah. I know. But still, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. our theme. Um, there will be honorable mentions. There will be side- side-off talks about other things that we felt may not be bookish in nature, but still desire, you know, if you may not want to read a book. Sorry, she gave me a Coke and now I'm having issues. <laughs>
0: She warned me. She's like, don't get me a large. Mm. It's not going to be
1: fun. No, it's not. But it's okay. I'm just dying slowly. <laughs> right. But uh, no, I we have some honorable mentions here that if you may not want to read a book, these are some great ways to kind of feel... Um, in, no, independent e is not a no, word. No, I was going to um, say um, festive. Yes. Makes you in, feel festive. In the
0: Fourth of July spirit.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so uh, I'll kick us off because yeah. I have um, one here for you. It's Wonder Woman Warbringer. You would, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm now trying to think of Lee Bardugo is the author. Yeah. I read this, mm-hmm. um, I think, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. I know it was in the previous house. I just remember that. Yeah, um, but it was my first ever Lee Bardugo. Book, Mm -hmm. And I have to say, this is a reimagining of the origin story of Wonder Woman. It doesn't go along with the DC Universe. It's Lee Bardugo's own take on Wonder Woman. But I gave this a 5 out of 5. I I thought it was amazing. It was very much, like, empowering for women. Mm -hmm. Um, But who doesn't love Wonder Woman? Like, she is, like, when you think of, like, iconic... Superheroes, I feel like she's up there. She's, oh yeah, she's in the top five
0: for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Especially when you're thinking of like female superheroes, she's mm-hmm. number one.
1: Of course, Straight she's up. always number one. Straight
0: up, does not matter. You, can, I will die on that hill. She is the number one female superhero. I don't mm-hmm. care.
1: I don't care. Yeah, she's but just trans. Her story is in time in decades, and I just think it. It's great. Like, yeah, she wears the red, white, and blue, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but her story, I, I just think, is so interesting. It's a, a place where, you know, you have magic, mm-hmm. almost. but the, And then she's thrust into our world. Um, in this story, it's modern time. So she goes from her home country and is literally put into 2020, or like, I think late 2000s yeah. is when the book was written. Um, so she has to experience a cell phone for the first time and like how that whole thing is and like TV and just crazy things that she's not used to. Yeah. Crazy things she's not used to. But the story is still centered around like her saving an individual and like standing up for her beliefs of justice and righteousness and what it means to be honorable, um, within a corrupt universe, your
0: typical Wonder Woman, of course, yes. narrative, yeah. Yes. But I mean, still, I like that it's a reimagining of it. Not that I don't like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman in general, right? Um, I mean, I'm always going to be more of a Marvel versus DC girl, but I, I do like... really like Wonder Woman's original backstory. Yeah. I like I like the movies that they've done with her. Mm. I liked I liked her in Justice League. I liked I just like Wonder Woman in general. Yeah. I think.
1: I think our current Wonder Woman does a fantastic job. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, on the silver screen, um, I, her new movie Wonder Woman 19, 1980, 1980, I think or nineteen eighty five I'm not sure. Um, the exact year date. I know it takes place in the '80s, which I'm kind of ready for that retro style. Yes. To come through. i don't. I know they pushed back the date to maybe like. September. It's still this year, maybe is when we're going to see it, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, and we get to see a little bit more of Expanded Universe, which is always great. I know. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. Maybe that'll be the thing. Maybe I need to start like watching the new DC. Like once that'll I get through through Marvel, I'll go through DC. I don't know if I can do it. DC's DC's hit or miss, guys. I'm sorry. DC is rough. It's
0: either you produce something like Wonder Woman and it's fantastic, or you produce something like Batman versus Superman and it's not great. So,
1: my husband made a good point about this. Is He basically said, DC needs to let Marvel be about families. Yes. that They're they're family friendly. They're always going to be family friendly. DC needs to be dark
0: like they were originally. Yeah, written. he's
1: like, DC needs to be for the adults. Yeah, I will
0: absolutely back your husband on that. Yeah, it, no. Yeah.
1: He told me that, and I literally sat in the car and was like, I never thought about
0: that. Huh, okay. <laughs> I would. I would be so much more interested if it was, like, dark and, and just insane and... Uh, I I I mean, I
1: I do agree. I think they're trying to be much more like Marvel, Mm -hmm. because that's where the money is. And unfortunately... I don't think that's Their their storylines aren't Marvel, though. They're not family-friendly. Wonder Woman, yes, can be family-friendly. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. She can be. But
0: you can't make a Superman movie and make it look like a Spider-Man movie. It's Mm -hmm. not... You you just can't. It's not going to work, guys. Mm -hmm. It's just not... So... Alright, there was my one. Let's okay. go with you. One of the books that I found, I literally just Googled red, white, and blue books. Because I just wanted to see what would come up. Okay. okay. What came the, up? The very first thing that comes up, like mm-hmm. the top thing when you Google that, is called Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston.
1: <gasps> it's on my list yeah? too! Yeah? Okay.
0: Dude, that... I read the synopsis of it and I was like, we have to talk about this. Of course, because it is
1: LGBT friendly.
0: And it's still political. So, Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know specifics of names or whatever, but this kid, his mom becomes president of the United States. So
1: the first son Mm -hmm. is the child of the president. Who is a woman. Who happens to be the first woman president and at an event, um... The reigning royal family comes to visit yeah from Britain with Britain, and they also have a son around the same age, and they get into a fight, yeah, and basically destroy a cake of some sorts so in order
0: to like brush it off and make it look better the the media for both families is like, you guys need to get along, yeah, and so they like start staging these things where they get along and they're friends and they're hanging out and then what starts as a fake bromance turns into an actual romance. romance. <laughs> and so I what? Yes,
1: I want I want to read this. I'm really surprised bad. you haven't heard of this sooner. This Mm-mm. blew up last year around this time when it came out.
0: See, you forget that like as much as I love reading, I'm really not in the BookTube community, so like when mm-hmm. new things come out, I hear about them from you. Like oh, okay. I don't really like Go out of my way. I have so many books on my TBR shelf that, like, I don't need to add to that by watching BookTube on a
1: regular basis. Do like, you know how many books I would have? I it, would is, buy it, every is, book. it is horribly addicting. Uh, but no, this book honestly took the world by storm for a good solid one and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um, just because. The way this is written is a friends to enemy trope, which typically you honestly, you do see that in a lot of YA books. However, because it is so LGBT friendly and it does bring up a lot of LGBT issues that are current at the moment, this thing exploded. Mm -hmm. However, you got to give props to the marketing department because they launched it in June. Ugh. And we Ride all month. know what happens in June. Ride month.
0: Yeah. But part of the reason that this caught my eye is that according to Amazon, this book is frequently bought together with Beach Read. And I know that you liked that. I so do. that's why I wrote that one down.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's my, I need to buy this and put it on my TBR shelf. It's actually on my TBR list. I haven't picked it up yet. I, a coworker of mine, actually, um, he was reading it. And I saw it on his desk. And I went over to him. And I was like, okay, you have to give me an honest opinion of this book. It's yeah. been hyped and hyped and hyped. I need the real true deal. And he's I like, know. and he was like, it's the real deal. And I was like, dang it. Now I gotta go buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I love the concept of this book. You have two Gentlemen in high status, mm-hmm. high concentrated of what they do on a day-to-day basis. Constantly in the media. Yes. And then you see that friends-to-lovers trope happen between mm-hmm. two gentlemen I don't think I can think of another book that does that. And from what my coworker says, it is done right.
0: Yay!
1: And he is part of the LGBT community. So. <laughs> there you go. He was, he was like, it's Didn't done. It straight
0: from the source, yeah.
1: people. He's like, it's done correctly. It's 100% correct.
0: I, I have to read it.
1: It's, it's my, it's my must have. Well, dang it. You took one of mine, but ha, that's ha, okay. Ha. Cause it's a good book and y'all should be doing something. For, for real. Yeah. No, I. From, uh, like I said, from what I've heard, it's a phenomenal book. It's definitely worth our, our looking into further. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So I'll have to take that one off my list. Okay. My other one is an uh, apocalyptic actual book. Ooh. It's um, the first one in a very long series. So I will warn you right now. It is still a growing series, too. Um, at the current moment, I think there's like five books out, but I think it's gonna get bigger than Keep that. Keep going, okay. Um, it's called The Ink and Bone by Rachel Kane.
0: Girl, you know I have that series at home. Well, I have the first two.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you do or don't. I, it's, uh, it's a beautiful cover. It, um, it's royal blue with gold accenting around the edges. Okay, then maybe you do I have, know I have right? the first one for sure. Yes. Yeah. That's the cover art. It's royal blue. Is is
0: it, I don't know if you would know, is this the second one like fire and something? Possibly. I'm I'm almost positive. I know the
1: third is Ash and Quill.
0: Yes. Okay. I got the first two at, um, that half price book sale that we went to. Okay.
1: Yes. Um, I read the first two books. I haven't read book three yet. Um, both of these have gotten four out of fives for me. Um, I'm not really big into the apocalyptic dystopian world. Oh, you know I am. <laughs> I, unlike my co host, she's obsessed with those. But I have to say, when it comes to these, the reason I put this one on my list is because it, one, it talks about knowledge and how whoever has the power of knowledge writes the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and this takes place where what happened if the Library of Alexandra never got sacked? It is now the head of power and it dictates what people know. In our own political climate currently, that's a huge issue. What's true in media? What's not true in media? What is the right information? What's the wrong information? How can we get information to the masses? These books discuss that. You have a... Political system in place that has been running for so long, you have certain people that are like, well, wait a second, why are we uh, making all these scribes do all the work by hand? Why don't we create a device that can mass produce stuff? It's because, and we find out along the way that the library has secretly squashed those people from being able to pursue that idea.
0: That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah. It, it's very... It's cut up in a way that is more digestible, I feel, for young minds that are maybe starting to question, like, what is right and what is not right, what is true, what is not true in the world, and maybe need to find avenues to kind of explore that. Well, and the fact that a dystopian book got a
0: 4 out of 5 from you... That says a lot about how well it's written.
1: It is written very, very well. And I have to say, even though I've put down the books and I've had a good time stamp between each each book within the series so far, it's very easy to step back into the world and just keep going and going and going um, because of how descriptive these books in nature are. Mm-hmm. You're following your character at the beginning who's very green and <laughs> under the gills. He's yeah. very new to the world. And he's thrust into a... A world where you either conform or you don't mm-hmm. and he doesn't realize that until at the end of the first book when he actually meets a scribe and she doesn't want anybody to know she's a scribe yeah because in their society scribes are taken away at a very young age they're kept in the the tower at the at the alexander and nobody sees them again oh like they're taken and hidden from the whole world because they're they're the only ones that are able to Pin history, Mm -hmm. and and make it for the rest. Okay, so
0: I mean, this sounds like it's right up my alley. Like I have to, I have no excuse. mm -hmm. They're on my bookshelf.
1: Like you, you really should take some time and read at least Ink and Bone. Tell me what you think because I thoroughly loved it, and I thought Rachel Kane gave a whole new idea to a what if that I don't think is out there on the shelf.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'll do it. Okay, good.
1: Good, good, good.
0: Okay, before I get to my classics, my recommendations, I'll get to my other, what I want to read, mm. red, white, and blue style. Okay. Uh, the book is called Red Girl, Blue Boy by Lauren Barrett's Logstead. Okay. Uh, so her, 16-year-old Katie, her father is the Republican nominee for president. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drew, his also 16, his mom is... Mm-hmm number one candidate on the Democratic ticket for president.
1: Ooh, I hear a a love to hate going on.
0: So they get thrown together in a joint interview on a morning talk show, and even though they're arguing basically on behalf of their parents, like, it's really obvious that there's chemistry there. Mm. And so, like, with the entire nation looking at their parents fighting it out for president, like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: can can they still fall in love with each other kind of thing. Mm. So, you know I love that like that little subtle political background. Mm-hmm. Yes. Stuff. But you also know that I love my little rom-coms. And this is definitely like a YA rom-com. Like, I doubt anything like ELIT related <laughs> is about to go on because they're 16. But, mm. you know, but like it still seems kind of like an easy mm-hmm. fun summer read. Okay. I feel so, I feel ya. That's the other one on my TBR for red
1: white blue books okay all right moving right along then it's not a list for me unless I get to put a Meg Cabot on here oh my god of course I'm sorry (laughs) so this one we're going back a few uh, years with her just a few just a few and we're going to talk about The All-American Girl by Meg Cabot. Mm-hmm. I gave this one a 4 out of 5. This one is not mainstream Meg Cabot, guys. I will tell you right now, this one is one of her offshoots um, that she wrote around the same time she was writing The Princess Diaries. So there will still be those weird feelings of Princess Diaries. However, it's its own thing. It's its own world. It's its own world. But the plot synopsis of this is you have a... Um, 17, almost 18-year-old Samantha Madison, who saves the president from being assassinated. Turns out the president's son might have a thing for her.
0: Ooh,
1: so another you, little romance. So there is that romance between Samantha and the president's son later in the book, and definitely into the next book, Ready or Not. Yeah. But the first book... Oh, so oh, it's like a whole other series, kind of like... Yeah. Okay. It's a two-book series um but we really follow samantha and she basically is thrown into the spotlight for saving the president um and she doesn't want to be there like she's just like look i did this because who else would have done that yeah you ever you know you see somebody pointing a gun at somebody you don't care who that person is you just help them yeah. um so basically to promote him and try to make sure he stays in good graces with everybody in the public. He pretty much uses Samantha to boast his own image, but you know, Samantha sees that, but yet she kind of has a thing for her son, and that whole thing pursues. It's a fluffy Meg Cabot book, and I love it. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Huh. So that one's, that one, if you have, if we have any Meg Cabot fans out there, and you need an OG Meg Cabot book. To get you in the feels for the festive of 4th of July. All-American Girl. All-American Girl. So
0: good. It sounds good. I need to eventually try a Meg Cabot book. I mean, I've seen The Princess Diaries, but I can honestly tell you right now, I have never picked up a Meg Cabot book ever.
1: You know what? I think for you, I'd probably give you book one in Abandon. Okay. Which I own. I'll try something. I'll let you read the back of it for synopsis purposes. I will let you know.
0: (laughs) See, because I owe you. Because I made you read the first book in Cirque du Freak, which is my my favorite (laughs) author. Yeah, so I I owe you a Maggabook book at this point because that was like two years ago.
1: You owe me lots of things. I just don't bring it up. <laughs> like wow, technically, she's calling me. Out. No, technically, did you ever read Bunny Drop?
0: I'm just going to drink this Coke. Real yeah. Quick. If y'all have been listening,
1: she said that she would read it in two weeks. And if she didn't, I got to slap her with my wedding band with her
0: ring finger turned with the ring turned in towards me.
1: Yeah.
0: Just, just give me just give me two more days. Give me two, I go, uh, I'll, I work tomorrow and the next day and I'll, I'll read it at work. I promise. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have another book, or do I need to finish this off? Uh, no,
0: I have, like, a really quick list. Okay. Um, so, you guys know that, like, my reading sphere is kind of vast. I like my elits. I like my horrors. I like my thrillers. I also really, really like historical fictions. Okay. Like really like them. That was what I basically grew up on. Like I grew up on my Darren Shan books and then historical fictions. So, um, like as a kid, Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I ever excelled at was reading. Like Mm -hmm. in the second grade, they already tested me at reading at a college level. So like it was hard to find books for me to read. So that's what they gave me was historical fiction because it would teach me along Mm -hmm. the way too. So, my top five for, like, American classics that I think would be a good, like, red, white, and blue read. Even though they're not red, white, and blue, but they're still American fiction. Yes. The Color Purple. Oh. The Crucible. Oh. Dances with Wolves. Uh Uh-huh. Fried Green Tomatoes. (gasps) Oh, yay! And Gone with the Wind. Oh, oh, Lord. That one's a hefty it's hefty, yeah, and it's a lot to take in. I mean, I think a lot of them are a lot to take in. I think the hardest book, I mean, I've read it three times. I but think per- The Color purple. purple is just because of the way that it's written. I think it's written beautifully. Uh, Alice Walker did an amazing job with The Color Purple, yeah. but it's not everyone's cup of tea because of how it's written. It's all written mm-hmm. in letter form, and within mm-hmm. the letters, because Celie is uneducated, that's how the letters are written um she uses words that don't make sense and, and she uses a lot of slang too yes slang and and it's it it's different to read mm-hmm. um it's definitely not grammatically correct but it's written that way on purpose yeah um and it's just beautifully done um if you don't want to read the book because you think that might be too difficult but you still want to know the story there is a color purple movie and it's mm-hmm. done also beautifully with an amazing cast whoopi goldberg oprah winfrey like they
1: got academy awards for that uh, it's so good i think they did yeah pretty sure they
0: did yeah absolutely did uh and then you know the crucible come on really
1: I' not did that you go to public been, school? That no. probably wouldn't have been on the top of
0: my list. <laughs> okay, the only reason it's on top of my list is because that's what I did my senior seminar project was, was the Salem Witch Trials. And oh, okay, okay, so yeah. so yeah. as far as American history goes, that's like my niche. And so like The Crucible kind of fills that for me. It's also a play. It's Arthur Miller, you know, mm-hmm. so you can also watch that as a movie. Yeah. Dances with Wolves, the American frontier in the Civil War, and dealing with um, Native American um white man relations um once again also a
1: movie starring kevin costner um beautifully done so it's so good now i'm not going to tell you that that is exactly how that book is done because no it's not there's a lot that's left out of that book for good reason (sighs) because they would not have been
0: able to make the movie if they had added everything from the book the book is very heavy um there's Mm -hmm. um some scenes about suicide there's some scenes involving rape mm-hmm. um it is very difficult to read but still such a good book agreed um fried green tomatoes do i need to say
1: more that's a fun good time it's,
0: it's just it's really good but you still get a really good look mm-hmm. at america as a whole in two different time periods yep um and it's very good, and I just like that it's a mostly all-female cast. And, I mean, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I saw the movie several times before I ever picked up the book. So I, did too. <laughs> I will, I will straight up tell you that you don't even need to read the book if you don't want to watch the movie, and it's just as fun of a time.
1: Yeah.
0: And then finally, Gone with the Wind, I feel, is the, mm. it, just in my opinion, I think it's the biggest American classic. And I know that people will fight me on that, and yeah. you can go ahead and feel free to fight me on that. Uh, I'm not gonna die on that hill, but like if yeah. i if I had to name a book that I'm 2, like thousand pages, this is America, I think, yeah, the uh you've thousand. you might wanna just go with the movie it's
1: uh. <laughs> but okay, I can't even No. Scarlet O'Hara and Scarlet Jo'Hara, oh huh? my Scarlet O'Hara, Hara. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a headache. Leave it's alone. Okay. No, it's
0: just... I mean, it's beautiful. I know it's a long book,
1: but... It does take a good look at the upper class South. During... Upper class,
0: lower class, working class, soldiers, um, um, you know, uh, slaves. It,
1: and it was so well, like, again, it's done in the golden era of Hollywood, but... Like, if you... There's other things, like, other people have studied it also mm-hmm. for cinematic purposes. Like, how um, the characters are dressed to pick their moods and, like, yep. how you know, like, certain colors are going to impede on certain things within the characters. People study this movie
0: all the time.
1: It It's a great movie. So,
0: um... Yeah, I don't know. Those are, those are like, my <laughs> recommends. If you want to pick up, like, a historical fiction mm-hmm. something, okay, I think any of those five books would do you well. Like I said, it's The Color Purple it. is kind of hard to read. The Crucible is a play. Dances with Wolves is very heavy. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting a book that's light, I would definitely go for Fried Green tomatoes. tomatoes.
1: Yeah. Everything else on your list is... Kind of heavy. And, kinda, well, and Gone with the Wind like isn't like heavy as in like topical. It's just, it's, oh. it's just long. And the I'm not is joking. actually really easy. It's a shorter play. I'm not joking when I say two thousand pages, mm-hmm. is like over that. I think to be if honest. If y'all have ever picked up a copy
0: of Les Mis, then you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. When we're like talking throw about the that thickness. thing at somebody, yeah,
1: right. That's a brick. That'll do some damage. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of glad then that I also picked a nonfiction historical fiction book okay um it's called the devil in the white city oh i have that i've read that i want to read that because it takes place at the turn of the century in chicago at the world's fair i will get it to you then thank you welcome we'll trade how about that i'll give you one mick cabot you give me this okay um i didn't write down the author's name unfortunately i'm so sorry that's fine um but it we follow two men daniel hudson him and Henry H. Holmes which if you're not historically in anything at least the second gentleman's name should bring something to mind if it doesn't give him a quick google yep no, it, it's cray cray. Um, so our first character, Daniel Hudson Burnham, is basically the gentleman who created the Chicago's World fair. fair, and we follow him through his trials and tribulations as he builds this fair, but also now has to deal with this mysterious murderer that is running rampant during the world his the World's fair. fair and causing a lot of trouble. We also get to get into the mindset of that notorious killer, Henry H. Holmes.
0: Yeah, if you guys don't know anything about H.H. H. Holmes, seriously, like you could YouTube him right now and I guarantee you that you're going to find like 18 I difference. got one
1: better. A few years back, History Channel actually got in contact with his last living relative and they did a whole series on finding out if H.H. H. Holmes was also a notorious killer in London at the same time period. Huh. Yes. It was a seven to eight season show. You mean episode? I yeah. I hope it wasn't eight seasons. No, no. Uh, episodes. <laughs> they only did one season. But the stuff they found out... It's gray Is, is very, 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 very bone chilling because a lot of the facts line up. The time periods of when Henry wasn't in the U.S. and was technically maybe overseas lines up with... The killings? I mean,
0: it wouldn't surprise me. You don't just become a serial killer and just because you're abroad, like, the need to kill people goes away. Like,
1: they even go as far as to resume his body. They exhume his body? They attempt to. I didn't... That... Unfortunately, at that time, my, my broken fire stick wasn't treating me nice. Yeah. So, I didn't get to see that last episode, but that literally is the last episode that he basically... Goes okay. If we're really going to get to the bottom of if my great 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 grandfather was a notorious, not not just a notorious for American history, yeah, but for the international international history, I want to get to the bottom of this. And apparently, the way h a s Holmes was requested to be buried is not normal. He wanted to be buried in all new clothes. But then he wanted to have two feet of concrete poured on top Top of him. him. And, like, he requested a special location. And there was really weird things that happened prior to his um, execution that doesn't add up. And so they're at the... They even pose the question, "I'm like, when we exhume his body, is it even going to be him? I was going to say, that's actually a
0: big conspiracy theory at the end of almost every like documentary or podcast or whatever that I've watched against him is that They don't believe it's him. 90% of the people that look into it. They think that he cheated death it, that and got he, away. Well, a lot of people think that he paid off um, a, a guard or whatever mm-hmm. to to switch bodies because when he was killed, he had a bag over his head, yeah. so you couldn't prove that it was him. Mm-hmm. So they think that that he switched bodies. And I mean, he obviously would be dead, dead by now. And but he like, had
1: some weird requests about the autopsy mm-hmm. to be done on him as well. Like he he didn't he had like a specific person that had to do it. Yep. I think too. Um, but yeah, and I don't know. I don't. Nobody know. thinks it was him. I. To, to just, to pawn, there's so many, I don't know. The little history nerd in me is, like, going crazy now with the conspiracy theories and now historical you know history. why <laughs> I watch this stuff all the time. Well, but like, like, here's I the thing. A- So, like, I watched that, and then I immediately started watching, um, another series on the History Channel was, um... Oh, Lord, I don't remember what it was called. The Hitler Files, I think it's going to be what uh-huh. it's called. Um There's that one's
0: called Finding Hitler. No, there he is, yeah. Finding Hitler.
1: That's two seasons, and the History Channel basically brings all these, like, specialists in from... That say that Hitler didn't die in the bunker? Oh, my God. Like, they even show you the route he took. I know. How to get out of there. And I'm just like... It could be it could be possible he could have made it to South America. he could have lived in Argentina, like yeah. this is real, <laughs> this is really real, I know this is really scary, <laughs> but he died, yeah, eventually, well, I mean, yeah, he'd be dead now, but he's it, dead dead, yeah. But to also think, I mean, they went as far as to prove that he had a secondary family, though, in Argentina, Argentina. which means there is somebody out there that might have DNA related to Hitler. I mean, clearly, there's people, there's a person out there that's related to H.H. Holmes. Yeah. But still.
0: I know. Imagine how crazy it would be if you did one of those, like, 23andMe's and and (laughs) all of a sudden it came back and you're like, Oh, God, no, Adolf, No! (laughs) Like do you even share that with people at that point? Like, do you my husband be related to you? my husband
1: when he first met me, swore up and down that he thought I was related to Mussolini at one point. Oh <laughs> wow, yeah, that's entertaining. Uh, yeah, And I was like, what proof do I have of
0: that? Hey, really quick uh, question for you because mm. I feel like and this has nothing to do with red, white, and blue. Mm. We were talking about um at work the other day, we were talking about the movie The Free State of Jones, yeah. Isn't that your family? Like, I feel like that was a thing at some point that you brought up. Or am I crazy?
1: It's not that you're not crazy. I haven't been able to go back far enough into my paternal... Or not paternal. um Yeah, my yeah, paternal, paternal. My father's father. Yeah. Which would have been his paternal line. Yeah. I, I can't get past my great-grandfather, unfortunately, because I don't know his parents' okay. names and dates. Um, everything I've been able to find so far is we lived in Indiana, um, up until, like, 1910. Okay. And that's in Indiana. That colony was not in Indiana. No. So, I don't know if... Maybe further down the line, we have a split. There's just so many people, though, with the last name Jones. For sure. It is so hard to find what branch lines up with whom and who's married to whom. For sure. Like, just in Johnson County alone, there is a whole section devoted to the Jones family Mm -hmm. clan. It's crazy. Like, I spent my, my freshman year... On and off at the historical Johnson County Library. Yeah. And the museum trying to figure it out, but...
0: It could be, but we're not sure.
1: Yeah, it could... It's one of those... It could be... It could not be... I honestly don't know. Because I'm at a dead point in my... um, Research. my research, I haven't been able to go any farther. Now, on my dad's maternal side, I've been able to go... Past the 1900s, mm-hmm. um, there are some members of the Corbin family that took sides um, in the Hatfield and McCoy dispute. So I do have some connections historically to that. Um, our clan reside mostly in the low Kentucky Tennessee area. Most of them, though, from histor- like historically, what we can find have always been some sort of like a priest or musically inclined a teacher um when we get into more towards the turn of the century we are solely a huge part of like almost everybody in my family had something to do with the railroad at one point or another so most of my family on my dad's side has been in the midwest for a very long time from what i can tell Cool. So, yeah, no, I'm obsessed <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah.
0: I've yet to look into my dad's side of things. My mom's side of the family I can trace back to the revolution because mm. my ancestor and my mom's side is Josiah Bartlett, who is the mm-hmm. second signer of the Declaration of Independence. And I guarantee I've said this on the podcast before. but like, She
1: has Mayflower blood.
0: I do. I do. Uh, technically, because of that, there's this group called the Daughters of the Revolution that yep. I could join but like that is like
1: Yep, but you have to literally show them documentation going all the way back. I mean, I could, but like I don't want to. <laughs> like <laughs> It's pretty cool. I mean, that's something that you can share with your children.
0: Well, I plan to. So, my mom skipped the rule in the family. So, every other generation, mm-hmm. one of the females in the family is supposed to have the middle name Bartlett. Because okay. the, the males on that side got to continue having the last name Bartlett, of but the females yeah. married out. Yeah. So, my grandma's middle name was Bartlett, mm-hmm. and so, theoretically, my middle name was supposed to be Bartlett. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, nope, mm-hmm. and name me Lee instead. Um, so I mean, I, that's still a general. I want to... Um, I want to go ahead and and continue that tradition. So if I'm able to have kids, if I'm able to have a girl, Mm -hmm. um,
1: middle name's Bartlett. Like, I I, got to do it. I got to continue the traditions, but... I don't... There is a tradition technically in my family, but it... I don't think it'll ever... No. Progress.
0: (laughs) You know, it happens.
1: Yeah, no. My grand My mom's mom really wants her name to come through the line. But I don't think so. Yeah. Her her actual given name is based off of a Confederate colonel um, that came up through um, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana and burned everything as he went. Fun! Yeah. Uh, uh. The general's <laughs> name is escaping me right now. Crad. Uh, well, what's your grandma's name? That's what I. She doesn't go by that name, oh, so she goes okay. by her middle name, Jean. Yeah, that's like not her given name. Her given name is Braxton, General Braxton. Her name is Braxton Jean. Braxton Jean. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what they named her. Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. No, she really wanted uh, some one of her grandbabies to be named after her. So one of us was supposed to have Braxton.
0: I mean, I, I like the name, I'm not gonna lie, but, like, I don't know if I would want to tell my I child that they were named after a general
1: that came up from the South burning everything as he went. I you know, yeah. General, if you, if you Google him, General Braxton is not, is not a very good guy, good person. <laughs> he, he didn't do good things, let's just say that. Right. He was not a good man, but, um, that was a thing. Um and then David's family has they named the first boy the same and I
0: that's Okay. So sad. Well, while she scrolls cuz I kind of want to know what the name is now. Uh guys, I said that we were going to talk about Hamilton the whole time and then we actually talked about books for like 40 minutes and I'm really really proud of that. I am too. But go us. I still want to talk about Hamilton. <laughs> Okay. Look, I I will never be able to stop talking about... <laughs> Found uncle. it! What is it?
1: Modesto.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I kind of like that, actually. Really? Not like I'm going to name my kid that, but like, that's a cool name.
1: Yeah. That his uncle is the third. Modesto. Modesto the third. So that means technically... He had a son, and that's his junior. So he's the fourth. Modesto the fourth, yeah. So technically, I don't think that might it would be the fifth. Can that even happen? I don't think it's it only. Would be-
0: it's only so because David is not named Modesto. It, it wouldn't be anything. It would just right. be Modesto in general. It, it only count. You only get to add junior and third mm-hmm. and third and whatever when it's
1: direct bloodline. Okay, so we're not. Well, he is. Well you know what bloodline, I mean. But, but it's like, not it's it didn't not his come uncle. thing yeah. for him. But yeah, no. He wants that he we've talked about it. And he's like, he wants to name one of the the kid or our kids. Yeah. Plural, I don't know. We we haven't really decided, honestly. Um he wants to do modesto and then he also wants to maybe put one of his um grandmother's names also within the kids' names. I don't know. Then on top of that, you have to have, you have a Catholic name thrown in there somewhere. So, and the kid's going to have, like, four names. So, like, I'm crazy.
0: And I already have, like, potential names picked out.
1: Um, I mean, we all have ideas. Yeah. But my ideas are pretty solid for me. <laughs> yeah, well, your partner may not agree. <laughs>
0: Well, Ryan doesn't have to. I'm kidding. Okay, no, here. Tester.
1: (laughs) Modesto Braxton Santana. It just doesn't sound good.
0: No. I feel like you have to have, like, but, like, at the same time, it wouldn't sound right if you did, like, Modesto, what, David. You know, I mean, like, you, you can't. You can't do that name and then do Braxton Jean. Like, you can't have one Hispanic name and then one really white name. Like, you know. that, that doesn't match either. I know,
1: right? That kid's gonna come out with a complex. I am, like, Spanish-American
0: thing. I mean, technically they will be. They'll be they Puerto were. Rican-American mix. but, like... Yeah. What when did, when did, uh, Jeanette use the, uh, Little little mocha babies? Oh, my God.
1: Do you know how much grief I get for that? And apparently, there's people at your work that'll also do that to him. Really? Yes. Oh, no. They, they. I guess one of the girls got on the topic about babies, and he was like, she literally turned to David, and she was like, "You'll make really good babies. Can I have one of yours?" I'm gonna take a guess and say I know who said that, but and I'm he not got trying to start really peeved because yeah. then she went on about how like mochino looking cutesy things they were gonna have, and whether or not it's gonna have straight hair or curly hair. Because I have, she knows I have straight hair, mm-hmm. and he has that curly hair. And then she's like, "What color is your wife's eyes?" Like. She went creepy on his ass. Yeah, I know exactly who he's talking about. She's just creepy in general, so, you know. And and we made the joke, blue eyes technically run in my family, because my mom has blue eyes. And he's like, what if our kids have your skin a little bit darker than my skin tone, Mm -hmm. blue eyes, and blonde hair? That would be crazy. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to pop that out. Right? (laughs) I'm kind of scared of that child.
0: But, like, at the same time, like...
1: So he would have that mocha chino skin, but my mom's blue Blue eyes eyes and blonde hair. So
0: I doubt that it would come out with blonde hair,
1: but... I mean, there's a possibility. I'm not
0: going to lie. Like, a little kind of... I mean, I know that you don't like it, but a mocha-colored baby (laughs) with blue eyes? Are you actually you would you love a, that child do you need a babysitter i mean i'm gonna love your child regardless but like do you need a babysitter right now three in the morning i'm here what's up you i have uncle chandler
1: uncle chandler's gonna be no, there uncle
0: chandler's sleeping okay <laughs> auntie megan needs to play now let's go
1: no um, the the other issue that i i know will come about is not not from jessica i I love Jessica to death. I don't think... And I know when Jessica says these things, she jokes about them. Mm-hmm. However, when Tia says, you know, if you have a boy and I have a girl, we should just kind of, like, push those two. And I'm like,
0: no. See, the same <laughs> thing, though, is, like, my parents, no. my parents had that little agreement or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, me and Kyle never got together. Like, Kyle's actually... a football. I haven't heard from him in years, but I know he was the punter for Florida State.
1: Oh wow! Uh, for Congrats. four years like
0: he went big and i know mm-hmm. at one point he wanted to be in the nfl but i never heard anything about yeah. him actually getting drafted you could have been
1: and a wife was... of an nfl player
0: well that's what my parents wanted <laughs> so like at at my high school graduation oh. and at his high school graduation even though we literally had not talked to each other since we were like six mm-hmm. they invited both of our families to these graduations and we were like it was just awkward because both of our parents were like, hey, look at these baby pictures of you guys cuddling. Look at these baby pictures of you guys in the bath together. Look at... And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. "Hey, girl, you go. want to not be here now? Like, I don't know. It's just, that was never going to happen. So, like, even when parents are like, yeah, let's do that, well, it's it not doesn't even happen. Like, I love Tia. I love her
1: to death. I just don't want to be connected to her. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be in-laws? No. <laughs> And I say this from a mutual understanding. My husband would go, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could be in-laws
0: with any of my girlfriends. I I love you. I love Sierra. I love everyone. So if I I
1: popped out that beautiful Mochicino baby with Mm -hmm. blue eyes and, like, we'll just give him, like, my color hair Mm -hmm. and he turns out to be the hottest person in the bunch. I mean, if my daughter wanted to go after that, that's totally fine. But, like... (laughs) At the end of the day, <laughs> you, okay. Think of it from this. No, because here's the horrible thing that comes out of this. What if he ends up with David's attitude? Oh, <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not okay. even me. He, he's like, yeah. He's got his mom smart, but his dad's horrible. David doesn't have a
0: horrible attitude. He's funny, but like, at the end of the day, here's how I see it. Mm-hmm. My kids' friends even though they're not my biological children i'm going to see them as my kids i'm going right. to i'm going to dote on them i'm going to get them birthday presents i'm going to watch them grow up yeah of course so it's just going to be weird to all of a sudden be like you and my daughter are a thing <laughs> even though you're basically already her brother like this is weird <laughs> like so like i don't know i i don't know how i would cope with that but like at the end of the day my kid's happiness would come first yes. like of course uh, it, it just is I was trying to explain that to the kids at the juvie the other day, because one of the girls was like, oh, do you have kids? And I was like, nope, you guys are my kids. And she was just like, do you not want kids? And I was like, of course
1: I want kids. It's just not... It's not happened yet. Yeah. So... I'm slowly opening up to the idea of children. Like, slowly. Yeah. Like, this is
0: groundbreaking
1: for me right now.
0: Well, I mean, you used to be very closed off to it. Yeah. So, like, the fact that you're opening up to it is good. I mean, not good, but, like, it's... It, it's yeah. different.
1: I literally, after you you told the story about how your parent, your mom's got the ability to adopt. I was like, you know what? That's kind of nice that maybe I have that connection there in case I ever want me, we were ready to take that next step and go down that road and, and and do that. We have already people there that have done that, that have been a part of that life that, that can maybe help us along the way. Go, this is what I would recommend you do. This is who I would recommend you go talk to. This is how you would need to get your, your paperwork in line. like, that connection there is is wonderful, and, you know, I, I that's crossed my brain. But at the same time, I've also had the waveling cross my brain of, you're a selfish person, likes to spend her money on books, makeup, wine, and clothes. That's not a good attribute for a mom.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. But at the same time, I think when you decide to be a parent, or when you find out you're going to be a parent or whatever, I, I feel like you're... General outlook on life changes so like even though right now you're like yeah i want to spend my money on books like Mm -hmm. okay sierra me and sierra used to party all the time so hard yeah i know every weekend we were out doing something crazy Mm -hmm. okay when she found out that she was pregnant with gray all of that stopped and Mm -hmm. ever since then like every once in a while she'll go out tubing with some friends if if brandon's mom can watch you know grayson or something but like her life became that of a mom. Yeah. She became so selfless. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Sierra was a selfish bitch or anything, but, like, mm-hmm. me and her were very self-centered. I still am very self-centered. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you decide to be a parent or when you find out that you're going to be a parent, I think it just – a switch is going to flip. You know what I mean? Maybe.
1: Well, I think this is a great segue because as we're speaking about parenthood and bringing a new child into the world, why don't we talk about a founding father? Ugh. Hamilton!
0: Look, 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 listen, look. <laughs> listen, 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 Linda. listen, listen. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, I don't know
1: how to even describe Hamilton to someone that hasn't seen it. Okay, well, then let me start because okay. I just saw it for the first time, like I a know. few few days ago, and I have this whole new perspective of it. I thought it was phenomenal. Yuck. I thought the music was phenomenal. The writing phenomenal. You know, they always talk about the Big Bang and, the, you know, the world just sinks together and this beautiful thing is created. I feel like the that is what we see when it came to the Broadway production of this play. Yeah. That just everything clicked into place. They got the best selection of casting yes. they probably ever could have gotten. The music compositions are just beautifully done and handled spectacularly. I'm kind of, there. there's a part of me that literally when I was sitting here watching it with you, I was like, what was, I, why didn't I do this sooner? Right? Because I love the art. I love watching musicals. I love going to plays. I enjoy that. And for some reason, I don't understand why this has eluded me for so long. And the only way I could literally describe it is one I am not a billionaire. I probably could never afford to go yeah. see this, unfortunately. And two, if you haven't remembered going back way back in our archives, I've explained to you many times, anytime a thing is hyped to the extent of crazy, I run in the opposite direction. Yeah, she's not a hype train girl. I'm not a hype train girl. So I, so Hamilton blew out of the world, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, show sure, sure, history. Musical, I bet it's brilliant and beautiful, but I'm gonna wait until everything dies down. Well, finally, but it the hype never hy- died <laughs> down. <laughs> the hype never died down, and then Disney cashed in on it, and I went out in the end. But. <laughs>
0: So I was trying to explain it to Ryan. Ryan does not do musicals. He doesn't do plays. He's not really into the arts in general, which is funny because I totally am. So we are polar opposites. I know they say opposites attract, but like Ryan and I are opposites. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: me and my husband are like parallel lines.
0: <laughs> so like he, he finally, he us, he usually makes fun of it. He's like lame, you know, whatever. But like, I think you might actually enjoy this. He finally asked me yesterday. He was like, okay, so what's different? what's different about hamilton what makes it good Mm -hmm. and for a second i had to sit there and i was like no no one's ever asked me that really yeah so i finally was like look you know i'm a history major you know i love my american history okay Mm -hmm. so like that was already my niche when i found out that they were making a musical about the founding fathers yes but now take it and make it all hip-hop r&b and rap
1: Okay. Which I, okay, when you originally think of a musical, you don't think of those. No, genre. you think of jazz hands. I'm yeah. sorry. That's what you think of. You think, you think of, of, lines of beautiful, eloquent al- strokes of music and composition. You think of like ballet. You think of the of the opera. Ballet style. No, because literally, I don't even think of of that. You know what? When anybody goes, oh, it's going to be a musical, You, I literally think of two musicals. I think of West Side Story and I think of Hairspray. Okay, but still, those
0: are your typical musicals. Yes. Those are your dance numbers, a mostly white cast.
1: But these dance numbers are huge huge. in scale.
0: And Hamilton doesn't do that. First of all... There's like stage... two white people in the whole cast and yeah. they, they play British people and everyone else is a person of color, but I don't mean it's an all black cast. It's an all, um, no, George Washington nice. is played by a Polynesian and then you have, you know, Anthony Ramos who plays a couple people. You have David Diggs. You have, uh, I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda. So you have Puerto Ricans, you have Polynesians, you have black, white, um, Hispanic. Philippa Su. Uh, so you have an Asian, um, in a main role plays his mm-hmm. wife. Like they don't care about skin color people of every color creed nationality are on that stage yeah and it's they didn't assign gender roles i mean yeah half, half of the cast like the background cast if they're a soldier they don't care if you're a woman yeah if you are good at what you do you're on that stage and i think that mm-hmm. is revolutionary oh, I so mean, the, the play does take part in the <laughs> revolution <laughs> i see what you did there but it's so good. It's historically accurate as well. Ashley and I actually pretty dang went back. close. Yeah. yeah, I mean they embellish some things. Well, I
1: think everything in is embellished. Everything gets at least a little bit embellished.
0: But the dates are right. The people are right. The way that they're portrayed is correct. Um, things mm-hmm. that they say. If you guys haven't heard one last time um, from the musical yet, go mm-hmm. listen to it. Um, George Washington's actual. Words yeah. are in that song. I mean, they did so much. They did Lin-Manuel Miranda did so much research when he wrote this, and I just I can't get enough of it. So that's basically what I said to Ryan. I was like, "It's a historically accurate musical done to hip hop, R and B, and rap, and it's not your typical jazz handsy musical. No. It's fantastic, and it's
1: it's. I mean, you still ahead have of that game. feel though to it. You still yes. have that ambiance that the that those big productions have but it you also I this this is something that I honestly you people don't stop and think not only I mean when you go to a musical yeah you're going to hear the music you're there to see the dancing the interactions between the people nobody stops and think about how the actual stage is set up how that also brings elements to this they are doing work rafters which move on their own yeah. the floor has an inner working circle within a circle yeah so that, there's you know, two the, interlocking circles there's two interlocking circles which means people can stand inside one circle be positioned center and then have an outside ring rolling around you have people outside that ring both the rings can into- move
0: at the same time at different speeds mm-hmm. um you see that a lot during um satisfied um in the in the front when they're doing the rewind part of the song. Yes, I and thought everyone's that was flying so cool. in different directions, but she's standing center stage by herself right. while everyone moves in this beautiful circle around. Ugh. I, if, you, I, if you don't, if you haven't seen it, you don't even know what we're talking about. I right. know this is a poor job of, of describing what's going on in the stage. And it's
1: the the song you're talking about is sung by uh, Renee Goldsberry. Renee Goldsberry, which is the oldest daughter, Angelica. Angelica, and she's basically talking about how she kind of flubbed up because she knows mentally she is on the same level with Hamilton. Yeah, she wants Alexander like.
0: She knows I could be extremely happy with him. But as the eldest daughter, in a in a family that only has daughters, the only way that her family line is going to move up in the world is if she marries a very rich man. Yeah. And now Alexander is penniless. Right. So she knows that she can't, but she wants to keep him in his life, in her life. Right. So, so she, she accidentally
1: him. I honestly I don't think it was on purpose. I think it was accident.
0: <laughs> she the according way to it, the song, it's on purpose because according to her song, she sees how in love Elizabeth uh, Eliza, how awestruck Elizabeth is yeah. with him it, and so she's just like
1: I'm about right. to change
0: your life yeah, then by all means lead the way um
1: so good
0: God, uh. yeah. <laughs> Every the clips
1: are interesting too and then they're um so I've only gone up to act one me and my husband um are watching it together so I only got we only got to act one and mm-hmm. then you told me what act two was which is fine I'm okay with that I also majored in history. Um so, yeah, so you knew a lot of what I was I knew a lot way. what was going to happen anyways. Um but there was a moment where you we were talking about the um election of 1800 and I was she was talking about it and I'm like, are you sure that they split the electoral college? I don't I didn't think they did and so I got on um Google and I was pulling it up. I was like, you know what's weird? Our history says Jefferson and Burr were running mates. But they, but they weren't.
0: If you guys know anything about a ha- American history, it wasn't until after Jefferson was elected president that running mates were even a thing. Up until that point, it's you ran mm-hmm. and
1: whoever came
0: in second to you got to be vice president.
1: And also a thing that we, you and me had spaced, multiple people can run under the same party. Yep. With the, this election, there was four people. And that, that happened for a while.
0: That's not even just, like, a Jefferson changed that thing right there. Like, that no, happened for a long time. that
1: did happen for a long time until, like, later in the, you know, in our growth, yeah. where we're just like, okay, you're either into this party, you're into this party, or you're third party, mm-hmm. and that's it. We're not dealing with all this crazy shenanigans yeah. stuff. But, like... <laughs> How many people literally, I, that was on the first page though, mm-hmm. would have pulled that up and been like, well, maybe Hamilton wasn't right. Maybe Burr and Jefferson were together or running somehow. And yeah. they just embellished it for purposes. Like, unless you like dug in there and it actually explained later in that essay, you wouldn't have known.
0: It's it's just so well written and they put so much thought into everything like even even the song choices mm-hmm. between okay, is this one gonna be a rap? Is this one gonna be more hip hop? Is this one gonna be more R and B? Is this one gonna be like um in what What it. Did I Miss is almost like this weird, funky guitar I, I Is don't know, it Spanish I, guitar? No, it's it's not. I don't not know. Not Spanish describe guitar? It. it it's not country by any means. Mm-hmm.
1: Is it twangy? You know, it's just, yes, it's twangy. That's a Spanish guitar. But it's oh uh, it's good spanish it, guitar
0: guys it uh,
1: you uh, it, i i
0: every bit of yeah. that musical is well thought out it is um it has the most beautiful finale of any musical that i've ever seen or mm-hmm. whatever in my life and i've seen a lot guys i um,
1: i really did it i i enjoyed it thoroughly um from what i have seen so far when I was watching it with my husband, there was there's a part early on when they first when Alexander first meets Elizabeth and Angelica and. Him, Lafayette, and another Oh, gentleman. are you talking about him, Burr, and Lawrence when they crip
0: walk? Yeah, yes. and I'm just like
1: David like basically was like, no! No, no! they didn't! No, they didn't! <laughs> That's not right! They don't do that in musicals. I'm like, clearly they're doing it. They can do whatever they want. They
0: also don't have rap battles in the middle of musicals, and if you guys haven't seen this, they have a cabinet battle one and two, and both of them are just Jefferson and Hamilton rap battling each other for <laughs> like... Th- hey, I'm going to make my point, but I'm going to make it in a rap battle. And at one point, Jefferson even mic drops. Like, it's... <laughs> it is straight up eight mile. On well, and stage. that was
1: something... That, like, yeah, I'm, I I went to school and I majored in history, but I didn't realize how strongly Hamilton was connected to Lafayette. And mm-hmm. I knew his connection with Burr already. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know about Lafayette, and I didn't know about the other two gentlemen either yep. until, like... Listening to that and then literally Googling everything that I could Yep. later on, I'm like, well, clearly I slept through that class because...
0: Well, history doesn't really talk about them. They don't talk about... I mean, you hear about Lafayette as a separate entity.
1: Yeah. It's bizarre how Lafayette fits into the puzzle piece. But you
0: don't... Yeah, you don't hear about him with Hamilton. You don't hear about Lawrence or Mulligan
1: ever. Um. It it just... Okay, I take that back.
0: I've heard about Mulligan I was going to say
1: Mulligan, yes, because he's the one that helped with... He
0: helped Lafayette because he spied on the British government and told Lafayette when to have his ships in the bay. So, like,
1: yes, that... that, I think that's the one thing that, honestly, he is known for. But
0: Lawrence you never hear about because Lawrence died before he was able to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. And I won't tell you what that is because they talk about it in the musical. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to ruin that for you. But, um... Mm -hmm the only the only thing i learned about lauren's is after the musical came out and i wanted to find out more about him there's a lot of historians out there that think that possibly him and hamilton had like a, if not a bromance an actual romantic side to their relationship
1: i mean it is possible so, he was very very close to him yeah I mean, they, they
0: call each other best friends like all the time, but like at the same time, yeah. some of their letters would suggest more than friendship, so.
1: And you have to think for the time being,
0: it wouldn't have necessarily been uncommon. It's it wouldn't still have taboo, been, a, but it's it not been, yeah,
1: it would have been taboo. It wouldn't have been uncommon, but what that gentleman was trying to get, he was so before his time yep. that. I mean, you kind of have to stop and think. Well, hang on. If history is written written by the winner, do you honestly think they would have they would want that in there? I don't, I don't know. They were already having conflicts with the South and with slavery. Exactly. So. <laughs> oh well, she just ruined it. So okay. it's okay. Lawrence uh, wanted to uh,
0: start the first all black battalion. He won. He went down to the South. He went. He down also to... wanted them to
1: be liberated.
0: Yes. So he went down um, and helped free slaves mm-hmm. and then he armed them well after the war was over um i'm trying to remember what date the place is july 27th mm-hmm. uh the so war very, is very very
1: very shortly after yeah. the uh the british
0: troops are retreating from south carolina and they found him and they found him with his his battalion, his battalion um, of armed freed slaves and they shot him for good measure um
1: yeah. and they pretty much obliterated his battalion too yeah so but you have to th- i mean like it's sad but it, it is very very sad and that part in the play is very emotional and it is true to oh, it
0: i cry every time i see that there's a there's a song that they all sing in the beginning mm-hmm. um that they all sing together and one of the lines is tomorrow there'll be more it's called the story of tonight yeah but tomorrow, one of the lines will is, be tomorrow there'll be more of us. us and that's the last line that anthony ramos as Lawrence sings but it's just so heart-wrenching
1: the way he, the does way they it. do it. Oh. It, it it's oh it pulls on you it's it's rough and anthony
0: ramos first of all is just insanely talented in the first he place is. so like he could he could literally sing mary has a little lamb for, to me. <laughs> okay any of those people literally any i was I, gonna say
1: the gentleman that plays lafayette oh david diggs I was I was pretty like holy snaky. Some of the because the words they give him and then having to put it in a French accent. Oh my god, he's so talented. I was like that would have made it, in any other person, you would have sounded silly. Yeah, but no, he nailed it. But he did. Nailed
0: every bit of it. Every single person on that stage. Chris Jackson is probably my favorite. He plays Washington.
1: He that man is very talented too. I
0: I think if I had to pick mm-hmm. like my favorite people mm-hmm. first of all surprisingly they're all guys and i think renee Goldsberry is fantastic don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. if i had to pick my favorite people it would be chris jackson anthony ramos and then leslie odom jr who plays burr mm-hmm.
1: it's my top three yeah
0: i think that they are probably the most talented people to ever grace the stage and i need to see them in more things
1: agreed i agree i agree i
0: can i concede if you guys haven't seen Hamilton, please do it. Like literally, if you don't have Disney Plus, you can still get a 1 week free trial if you haven't signed up for it yet. Mm-hmm. And
1: even if you just watch Hamilton for a week, it would be worth it. <laughs> yeah. And if you have Hulu Plus, there's still running a sale where you can get Disney Plus and ESPN app access for just $19 a month. Oh, last time I saw it, it was sixteen ninety nine. Did they change it? They did change okay. it,
0: but I mean, still, that's not bad for Hulu, Disney, mm-hmm. and ESPN. Like yeah. I saw ESPN it. Plus, ESPN Plus. Sorry,
1: <laughs> there. I do have some other TV shows um, that are festive. So, in the event that you don't have access to maybe Disney Plus or waiting to get access to Disney Plus, you can also go on to any streaming site. Um, And be able to maybe watch some of these as well. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them, of course, is um, The Men Who Built America on the History Channel. Mm -hmm. That is a wonderful way to kind of dip your toes into history. It is done in a very fun way. And it's very timeline stream. Yeah. Uh, But you're going to be focusing more in the early 1900s at the turn of the century. Where you're looking at the big name Ford... Uh, Ford. Ford, Ford, Ford. Ford, Ford. 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 (laughs) Fordy Ford. Um, Those tycoons that pretty much built what we now today think of as the American um, wealthy upper class. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is Miss America on Hulu. I have talked about that. that You're looking at women's second wave movement and you're actually looking at it from both sides. Of the movement, Um, it's actually towards the end of the movement. I will say that, Um, but that is something really interesting. If you've never ever looked at women's history in America, and you may want to get a just a snapshot of it, um, I I highly highly recommend that show. There are some things that they bring up that will make you stop and think. Yeah. um, About. About ever, about a lot of things. And then because I'm me and I just have to put this in here, West Wing.
0: Oh god, yes. One of my favorite shows of all time. I've literally seen it from beginning to end four times. It's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. There you go, guys.
1: Netflix for the win. So good. I love West Wing. It, I just, ah, I just love it. It's yeah. perfect. It, it's, okay, it's, I will say. Uh, it's not perfect, it's, it's
0: perfect up until the last season, and then it gets weird. I'm not a huge fan of the last season. Really? No. Huh. Okay. But I. Right. I, I, I like the originals, and I feel like then when they take. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. When, when he leaves, and then it's more about the other guy that's going to take over. But I end. think that's an
1: interesting plot. An, it's an interesting plot. plot. And you get to, see the, you get the to see the transition because a lot of people don't stop and think. Well, what is it like to transition from one president to another president? And if you're ever if you're ever curious about what it's like to be in the Oval Office, in the internal workings of the Oval Office, and what honestly the president might have to go up against, to, this is an amazing tv series that i feel does that to the best of its abilities like some of the funny quibs that have come out of it still to this day i think rain true my my husband's the best one he loves is when um i think they were like in a lockdown and they had no food and the president come president and the first lady comes out um to get something from the the kitchens and they run into a group of um, pro radicalists and Mm. one of the ladies like goes on her tangent about how horrible the president is and why you aren't more um pro white and pro like white supremacy and how, and she's, you know, hard Christian view. Oh, I know exactly what
0: you're talking about. The, yeah. yeah. So they go into a room and everyone else stands except for her. Mm-hmm. And she is a really right wing Christian conservative mm-hmm. that's been bashing him in the, in the news and on every time that she can get an interview for him not being a Christian. And so then he starts spouting off every single Bible verse that she's thrown at him. But he's like, Hey, um, just wondering, my chief of staff really likes working on Sundays and I can't get him to to stop. So, do I have to stone him specifically, or can I get my staff to do that? Um, my mother really likes wearing jeans. So, do I do I kill her now, or do I just exile her? Yeah. Um, and at the so moment, he also brings up football too. Yeah. Um, he brings up a bunch of different things from the Bible that she hasn't brought up mm-hmm. because she's very like it's it's anti gay marriage is what she's been yeah. bashing him on. And then at the end of it, he goes, "Oh, and by the way, when the president's in the mm-hmm. room, everyone stands." And she's just sit there. She's just sits there like. Oh God!
1: What have I done? <laughs> it's yeah. that's also my favorite episode. No, Michael Sheen. I
0: think
1: it's... No. Uh, no, yes, no. no, no. I thought it was. I thought he was a Sheen. He is a Sheen. But
0: uh, he's not Michael Sheen. Martin, Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. <laughs> I was gonna say it's Charlie Sheen, Michael Sheen, and Martin Sheen. That's Martin Sheen. He yeah. plays president. He's so very, very good. Oh, if I had to recommend any TV show, honestly, and it's not necessarily about politics, but it is. It's a it's a show called The Newsroom. Oh, um, it's Amazon Prime. Okay, I don't have Amazon. Darn it. Um, at least that's where I know you can find it. I believe it was an HBO show. I believe okay. it's only three seasons. Um, in the very first episode, in the very first ten mm. fifteen minutes, you'll know whether or not this is a show for you. Yeah. Um, it's uh this blonde girl at a college campus, and she gets up, and her question is, "Why is America the greatest country on earth?" And there's three speakers. Okay. Two politicians and one news anchor.
1: Mhm.
0: One politician on one side says opportunity and diversity, okay? Mm. Given your typical pol- political Yeah, answer. that's pretty straight in the middle. The conservative politician says freedom and freedom and let's keep it that way. The news anchor gets up and it says it's not. <laughs> Wait, I think I've seen that clip. And goes on this spiel about how we used to be the greatest country in America. We we used to stick up, or er, in America, the greatest country in America, in the greatest country in the world. We used to stand up for what was right, and we used to help others in need, and we used to all be a community mm-hmm. and take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And now it's all about right and left. and Who
1: can help who? Who can push the other higher
0: and and he goes and it's it's all about military spending we have the highest military spending out of the next 27 countries 26 of whom are our allies and so he just goes on he goes on this rant and he goes we are not the greatest country in the world anymore but we could be and so, like, that's like the first 10 minutes of the entire series. Yeah. And if you're into that, you're going to love the entire series. If you're not into that, then I'm it's into not that. for you. But it's so, so good. If you want to watch it, mm-hmm. absolutely do it. I bought all of the episodes on Amazon Prime because yeah, I bought all the seasons because I had to. Back when we were 811, I watched oh, it. Um, because remember, I was working nights and weekends for a while, or early mornings and weekends yeah. for a while. And so every weekend when I would go in there, that's all mm-hmm. I did. When, between calls was watch the newsroom there's so much bad stuff we used to do at 8 I know right oh my god <laughs> I would get up and literally there, just I'd walk
1: laps for like two hours straight at the end of
0: my shift I watched so much tv and took calls every 25 minutes mm-hmm. so like I was able to finish half an episode take a call finish the call watch the rest of the
1: episode like yeah. no one was kind of it was harder for me because I had to be up in the tower, pretty much.
0: Yeah, when I finally got moved to support, it was harder for me to watch. But when I was back... Cause like after You they, were, like,
1: back in a corner. Yeah, almost. after they
0: moved me from the training row and they moved me all the way to the Kentucky side. <laughs> I was Ooh. back in the corner with Donna and them. And, yeah. like, I got to do whatever I wanted because no one went back in
1: that dark corner. Except us, for me when us, I had to go yeah. run and do Kentucky. Us Kentucky gals. <laughs> The only reason they kept us on is because we could figure out how to do a twang.
0: <laughs> thank you for calling Indiana or Kentucky. Thank you for calling Kentucky eight one one. This is Megan. How can I help
1: you? <laughs> it's it's so okay, exotic. sugar. I understand. Yeah.
0: Don't you worry. Hey, which holler am I going to? The first one or the second one? <laughs> okay, you need me go down and
1: turn right at the corner. I got you.
0: Oh, okay. I see a couple cemeteries. Is it the <laughs> Confederate Cemetery? I'm sorry, that was. Jesus. It's so It's funny. the truth. It's the
1: truth, though. Oh, my God. Is
0: this, is this by the General Lee statue? <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to, though, because, like...
1: They don't know any other thing.
0: The, so, when you get an Indiana call... It's easy. Hey, here's the street name. Here's the cross section. Go. When you get a Kentucky call, it's... Okay, hang, not, on, hang names, on. There's no street names. Time sh- out.
1: Time out. If you're not in a major city... Yes. If
0: you're not in Lexington, it, that's it. That, if you're not in Louisville or Lexington, if you're somewhere else, there's you're, screwed. there's... you're There's no street names. You literally have to get on Google Maps and find it. So you had to learn the lingo and you had to learn the area or mm-hmm. you, were, you were... You were done.
1: I love one where he was like, well... If you go past the fire station, you've gone too far. Yeah. So I was like, what? So,
0: I actually had a lady that was like, all right. So, you're going to be down in the holler, okay? And then there's going to be two cemeteries. After the first cemetery, there's a set of railroad tracks, okay? Mm -hmm. You're going to go right past those railroad tracks. And then I need you to locate between the railroad tracks to the next cemetery. It's about two miles.
1: And I think at the time, that's all they could
0: do. Yeah. per ticket per ticket yeah so um i literally had to get on google maps and find like the exact location find the mile marker and mm-hmm. then do the it, it, it's hard but like it was it was fun i don't know why I mean, we're that talking general, about 811 right now this <laughs> has nothing to
1: do with blue books no.
0: or hamilton
1: well no, i mean it's taking place in america yeah there you
0: go indiana and
1: kentucky are two states and mm. that's the end of that. That is where we're. Oh, oh, here's one. If you want to be, uh, take pride in the state that you're in, watch Hoosiers. There you go. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. My mom's best friend
0: from high school mm-hmm. is an extra on the opposing team in the last scene. His name's Greg Whitey Camp.
1: I can beat that. Beat it. My aunt went to that school that they filmed in. Nice. I win yeah you do. <laughs> I win you do uh okay.
0: this has been an hour and a half long episode, and success. It, yeah that's probably one of our longer
1: no be, because the not so long was almost two
0: no our our not so many so was only like an hour and fifteen.
1: I see one on there that's an hour and fifty
0: okay, so we haven't we haven't hit our haven't our top. hit the two hour mark but we're close. We're close. <laughs> We're working towards it. So at the end of the day, go pick up some of those books if any of them interested you. Read some of the classics if you want. Um, you know, honestly, pick up anything that's going to make you feel yeah. festive. Um, watch some of the shows and yeah. definitely watch Hamilton. And if you do, let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Either tweet at us so Ashley can see it. Snap me so I can see it. I would I would love to know yes. what you guys are thinking. Email us. I don't care. It's... <sighs> I, I need to know. I I need the Hamilton love to spread far and wide.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I found out and I figured out that movie name. Yeah what? Malkovich. Okay. That was the, the yeah. That's
0: what it reminds you of when I go yeah. on tangents.
1: Yeah. Well there's a scene within the movie, it, it's an iconic scene where everybody in the restaurant Looks exactly like him. And they're just going, Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. And that's literally, like, when you go on that tangent, you're like, Hamilton, 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 (laughs) Hamilton, Hamilton. And I'm just like, God, dang it. Malkovich. Yikes. I've fallen into her trap. You know what? It's a good trap to be in, though. It is. is I, I really... I really am kind of sad that I didn't get to it sooner.
0: Also, if you guys do like the Hamilton soundtrack, but you also are a fan of, like, rap and hip-hop and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, they did something really cool, which some of the other new musicals have also taken after. It's called the Hamilton Mixtape. Um, you can find it on Spotify <laughs> where other artists oh, take no. songs and then they recreate them and like they make these really, really cool. Tra- I mean, they're like big artists like Busta Rhymes is on there. Kelly Clarkson does one. OK, um, I think Pink might have one. Maybe I, um, don't quote Pink me that. Pink redid
1: the whole album for the Great American the, Showman. The Greatest showman, showman. Yes.
0: So the Hamilton mixtape, Uh, the Roots are on there. Nas, Usher um Sia Queen Latifah um yeah Kelly Clarkson Alicia Keys Ashanti and Ja Rule Mm. um Ill Mind nice Uh, my favorite one that they are that they have on here though is Mm -hmm. Immigrants We Get the Job Done
1: um (laughs) no that's literally
0: just a line in one of the songs. Um, oh, okay?
1: yeah. No, I know. And Lafayette says that. Yeah.
0: Canaan, Snow the Product, Riz Ahmed, and Residente do it. So you get um, a Muslim artist. You get a Hispanic artist. You get an Asian artist. I don't know what Canaan is, if I'm being honest. But you get, you get four You can get a m- mix. Four different rappers, and not all of it's in English. Mm-hmm. Like, some of it is in Spanish, but it is... Mm-hmm. It is so good... Uh, ah, ah, so good. Um, so yeah, if you if you guys like that and you also are a fan of rap and hip hop and you want to see some of these songs reimagined in yeah. more like a modern day, not, not so historical, go listen to
1: that. Yeah, don't don't listen to the Helsing one. Just don't <laughs> do it. Don't, don't do that to yourself. If you
0: guys have ever heard of Helsing Abridged, <laughs> um, it's basically really shortened versions of Helsing and they make fun of, it's a parody. Um, but they did a parody of Alexander Hamilton called um, something Anderson. What is it? Alexander? Brother,
1: An- Brother Anderson. Isn't it Alexander Anderson? Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's the whole song. Yeah. But it's, it's written and performed by the people that do Helsing Abridged. It's very funny. And you
1: know what? They technically make it correct to the show. For the anime, Yeah. yeah. It was, it was like, funny. at the end where Burr would said, and I'm the one that shot him, yeah. Alucard's like, Alecar. I'm the one that shot him. Because that's exactly what happened. Um, but it's so, it's so funny. It, I think it's
0: worth it. Yeah. But yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, please watch it. Please let me know mm-hmm. specifically because I need to talk to more people about it. I'm obsessed.
1: That's okay. I think this one's a good one for you to be obsessed about. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, to be
0: honest, it's better than my Book of Mormon obsession, which is—I've yet to whole, see that one too. It's a whole other story for a whole other day.
1: There is a she's given me a list now of things that I have to technically see in my free time, see, listen to, research, yeah. whatever. I'm I'm
0: all about it. So if you guys need any musical recommendations, <laughs> just let me know, and and yet I'm the up.
1: one that goes to the Shakespeare Festival almost every yeah, year if in you need, like, an Actual
0: play recommendation, hit up Ashley. If you need, like, a Broadway musical, off-Broadway, weird, anything with a soundtrack, basically, hit me up.
1: (laughs) Alright, so I'm gonna close this baby out. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine Wine and and Dine. Dine. Tomorrow there'll be
0: more of
1: us. Oh, chill chills